Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. Last week, we preached part one of Courtesy, the Sister of Love. This is part two. One of the things I love about Christmas time is how people are nice to each other. They're a lot nicer to each other at Christmas time. Why? It's about being courteous. See, that's a blessing. Jesus' spirit will make you courteous if you understand the word of the Lord God. And I tell you what, people read into that courtesy, opening up a door for someone, just being polite. And it's just a wonderful thing. And if somebody uh, does something, say, thank you very much. That's a very courteous thing. So let's go to part two of the sister of love courtesy. You're going to be blessed. Take some notes. And I promise you, read it all year long because everybody needs courtesy. Courtesy possesses a charm of manner and dignity. I love that. Courtesy possesses a charm of manner and dignity. Why? Because it comes from the heart. See, I was always told, you say, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, to any adult. I still do that. I think sometimes I freak out some of these younger uh, waitresses, uh, you know, they'll say, would you like anything? Uh, No, ma'am. They look at me like I lost my mind. To me, that is so normal for me. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. No, thank you. See, courtesy possesses a charm of manner and dignity. Why? Because it comes from the heart. I really mean that. That they open up a, a, the door of the Lakeside Mall to a lady. She went, boy, I hadn't seen this in a long time. I said, well, Merry Christmas. You know, y'all, y'all had the right generation. I said, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to be critical, but it's true. The other day I went with Kathy. God, this was, the, this was so funny. She had to have a tooth fixed or something. She said, I can drive home. I said, well, they're going to they're gonna shoot you up with drugs and stuff. Like, you know, did that. I said, I, I ain't got nothing to do there. I'll just drive. I'll just sit in the uh, waiting room wait for you. So I sit there. They call Kathy, uh, Mrs., Mrs. Kathy. Boom, she goes in the back. She said, hold my purse. <laughs> so I put it on the side right there. She said, watch over that purse. I said, I know my life's in that purse. I got it. I got it. I got it. So here comes another man and his wife. I'm courteous, but I had my mask. He said, your mask is off. I said, yeah, they said we could take it off sitting here because we uh, six feet up, whatever, eight feet, whatever. Oh, yeah. So she starts talking to me. She, and then all of a sudden they call her. So it's him. He looks at me, goes, what did you used to do for a living? I said, excuse me? What did you used to do for a living? He thinks I'm retired. I said, "Uh, I'm still making a living. Oh, man, really? You got to be kidding me. I'm going to say, well, how old do I look to you? You know, I didn't say that, but I thought it. What you used to do for a living? I said, well, I'm about ready to answer. He said, hey, you been to Ace Ace Hardware lately? I said, what? He said, have you been to Ace Hardware lately? He said, man, Ace is a great place, man. What's the matter? You don't go to Ace Hardware? I said, I, 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 no, I, I, I'm not mechanical. I, I, my God, how do you fix stuff? I said, I got people that fix stuff. He said, man, God, man, you, you, you know what you're missing? Ace Hardware, man. You need to go to Ace Hardware. What do you do? What did you used to do for a living? I said, I'm still working. What do you do? I said, well, I'm a minister and I'm also a motivational speaker. I speak to companies as well as churches and different things of that nature. I I travel all over the world. He goes, my God, do you know how many Ace Hardware's you can go to? (laughs) I swear to God, this boy is in the Ace. 
Now, I could have said, well, you old fool, what you crazy? But I said, well, I just need to check that out. He said, I'll tell you, you'll just love it, man. You just, you just want to, you won't go home. I said, thank you for telling me that. That's, thank you. And I leaned to myself and said, yo, Mama Jack, I ain't going to Ace Hardware because Kathy going to make me work. So I called Ricky. Hold your hand up, Ricky. Ricky is Ace Hardware. I said, Ricky, we need this. I got to go to Ace. <laughs> or I'll call Rick Romang. Where's Rick back here? Is he in there? Way in the back somewhere. Yeah, I said, Rick, you know, I mean, I'm just not that kind of stuff. Houston, when my motorcycle broke down, I gave Kathy a screwdriver or a butter knife. Fix that. <laughs> Kathy can fix things. I mean, she just works that stuff out. But I do it with charm and dignity. <laughs> I sure didn't get an amen on that, did I? Lord Jesus. So courtesy possesses the charm of manner and dignity, dignity because it comes from the heart. See, it's coming from the heart. Nothing wrong being courteous. Now the Bible's telling us to do that. Let your, let, let your speech be always seasoned with grace. Right, this now. Courtesy shows its be, itself best. Let me say it like this. Courtesy shows itself best in the small delicacies of speech. See, in the small things. Courtesy shows itself best in the small delicacies of speech. Why? It indicates good breeding in a person. In other words, your mom or your daddy taught you how to be mannerly. Social graces. It shows good breeding. That somebody taught you something. Instead of saying, go away, grow up the way you want. And that's why we got so many gangsters and crime and stuff because where are the fathers they don't care mother's doing everything they can just to keep food on the table got to be mom and dad that's not easy you know what I'm saying stuff and the kids just become add-ons you see but courtesy shows itself best in the small delicacies of speech it indicates good breeding in a person I love manners when I see it and when I hear it you see, now the Bible says, let your speech always be seasoned with grace. You see, there are a lot of people unsympathetic. They really are. That's why I love about Christmas. People seem to be a lot nicer around the Christmas season. Write this down. A unsympathetic person is never truly courteous. Never truly courteous. A, a unsympathetic person is never truly courteous because they are careless of the feelings of others. They're careless of the feelings of others. A unsympathetic person is never truly courteous because they are careless of the feelings of others. I try to be careful of the feelings of others. If I'm in a restaurant and a little child looks at me, I go, you go. Some go like it. They don't know who I am. They got to check me out. So I let my spirit begin to bubble. I just watch them. I go, they'll go. Then all of a sudden, a little crack on their face. And I pull a French fry out. That's a magnet for a child. <laughs> the other day, <laughs> Eli came to the office with his little girl. Eli's a, one of our pilots. And she's just like this. Well, I hadn't seen her. Come on, I mean, she's growing fast, you know. And I don't know where Taryn is. Taryn in here somewhere? I owe you a, a Hershey's Kisses. I took it off your desk. I stole it. 
And I said, would you like a candy? <laughs> Eli said, she loved candy. So, you know, I undid the little silver belt. But you know how they wrap them. All of a sudden, she put it. I changed everything. Chocolate is like getting saved. It changes people for some reason. <laughs> you know, it was a blessing. You see, now why did you do that? Well, I cared for her little feelings. She was just sitting there with her dad, you know, waiting. Uh, we was going to give something to, uh, to Eli. And uh, so he just brought his child. See, an unsympathetic person is never truly courteous because they are careless of the feelings of others. I refuse to do that. Even when I go to a bathroom. You ever been to those bathrooms in the mall and you just got to stand and wait? Boy, I mean, some people run you over, man. I said, mm. and then sometimes it's got one bathroom and it's got a male and a female. You know, just one. And boy, and, 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 and I've learned something about women. When they got to go, they got to go. <laughs> See, most men can kind of hold, but not women. They got to go. They just start moving. I said, I think you need this before I do. Thank you. <laughs> so I just wait. Why? Being courteous. <laughs> One time I let a lady go. I, I mean, I came out and as I came out, I said, did you put the seat down? I said, what? Did you put the seat down? I said, no, I left it. Up. I left it up. So she would just wet her butt. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, well, you know, we're in a public place. Yeah, we, you know, good God. I said, I try to do the best I can. Kathy. I mean, I, I know how to do that. I just want to make sure. I said, okay. Wasn't very courteous. It was a little unsympathetic. But I understood what she said. You know what I'm saying? You know? But you see, you're just careless of feelings. And she's saying that right now. He is careless of my feelings. I did that on purpose. The unsympathetic person is never truly courteous because they are careless of the feelings of others. So, what is courtesy in one sense? It's a sign of strength. You can be rude, and I hate rude. I don't like rude at all. Boy, it can change your way of thinking real quick when somebody's rude. Courtesy is a sign of strength because it implies and involves a certain self-repression. In other words, you crucify yourself. Courtesy is a sign of strength because it implies and involves a certain self-repression. In other words, you keep yourself under subjection by being courteous, which is the sister of love. There's some things you want to just say. And they certainly deserve it. But when that courtesy comes in, that's what Peter's saying, and that's what Paul is saying, seasoned with salt. It's a sign of strength because it implies and involves a certain self-repression. You say, no, no, I'm going to let you be first. You see what I see? The first shall be last, the last shall be first. I mean, it's amazing how God created everything, then he created his best last. First shall be last, the last shall be first. So when you understand that, see, then people begin to like you. They say, that's a kind person, that's a nice person. And I, one time I paid for someone food the other day, and they said, you don't know us. I said, I don't need to. I said, but that money knows your food, and it will take care of it. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. I said, you're welcome. Just that simple. It's amazing how you, I mean, people are so, they, if you buy some, a woman something, especially if, 
if you're on a date with a girl and, and she, you're walking in the mall, somewhere, you see a dress or she sees something she like, uh, and you say, well, you, and Kathy couldn't get over that when I first started dating Kathy. I've always been a generous man. Always have. So we'd be in the mall, and Kathy, Kathy likes clothes till today. I mean, she just likes nice clothes. So she saw this thing, and I always made money. I worked hard. You know, I always was a worker. So we, and I, just, I didn't know her very well. So I just knew her maybe. I dated her once, maybe twice. We were at, some, at the Southland Mall in Homer, and she saw a jacket or something. She I said, you like that? Yeah. I said, we'll buy it for you. Now, you see, if you do that today, most people say, well, what you going to do to get, what you have to do to get that jacket? Nothing. And I looked at her and said, you owe me nothing. You ain't got to do nothing. You just like the jacket? Sure. But you see now, because people are not courteous and so full of sin, that implies that, okay, I bought you this or I bought you that, so you got to do this. No, that's not right. You see, that's irreverence. Which brings me to this point. Irreverence is the worst form of rudeness. It is a sign of ill breeding. Not good breeding. It's a sign of ill breeding. Irreverence is the worst form of rudeness. It's a sign of ill breeding. One time I was on first class Delta and I was flying to uh, California. All right. We left Dallas going to California. There was this very high class woman who wouldn't say two cents to anybody. Just look at you like kind of that attitude. Let me bless you with my presence. You know, she just had that. And with me, there was only eight of us. I see, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. You know, I mean, and uh, so, uh, so she gets up like this, and the lady went to the flight attendant said, "Can I have to?" No, if I if I want something, I'll call you. And the flight attendant went, "This nice, yes, ma'am." I thought, "Oh Lord!" And you see, that immediately turns the whole cabin off. People know this. People go. So she had a little girl, beautiful child. So I looked at the child, child looked at me, dressed, immaculate, beautiful. She stands up, the mother, and, I, and her eyes met my eyes. I said, you have a beautiful child. She said, she's Princeton bred. You know, Princeton, Princeton, Yale, Harvard. And one man said, yeah, I bet she's been bred a lot. Jesus, well, that woman just looked like a Princeton bread. Now, the child didn't know what we was talking about. But you see, automatically, because she was rude, irreverent, and ill-breaded, like, well, she was better than anybody in there or whatever. At least she thought that. That person said that. Oh, that made that woman mad as a hornet. But everybody, it actually made everybody happy. <laughs> except me. I said, that was rude. You need to apologize to this lady. That's a very harsh statement. And the little child said, what does it mean, mama? And the mother didn't know what to say. I said, it means that he said something he shouldn't say. Has he ever said something he shouldn't say? Uh-huh. I said, well, that's all. He takes it back, don't you? Right. The man goes, yeah. <laughs> Sat down. You see, that's what irreverence is. It's the worst form of rudeness. It's a sign of ill breeding. That's not, courte that's not courtesy. See, because courtesy is the sister of love. See, good manners are morals touched with imagination. Good manners are morals touched with imagination. And it's for all classes of society. 
I've been in a lot of countries that have different kind of classes of people. I mean, that's just the way that country is made up, you know. I mean, you know, we're America. We're all Americans, you know. But that ain't like that in other countries. I mean, I don't care how rich you are. If you don't have the blue blood, you ain't getting in. I mean, you're just not going. That's just the way it is. I mean, I can name countries. I mean, I mean, if you're not born into some name family, I don't care if you're a multi-billionaire, you're not going to be a part of those people. You see, now, I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right because, you know, God created us all equal. He's no respecter person. So if God is no respecter person, then why should we? So maybe you were born in a very high dollar family, the Vanderbilts, the Rockefellers. I don't know, call it what you want, you know, whatever, you know, that doesn't make no money. Don't make a person a person. You see, but a lot of people think that they call them the blue bloods. Let me say it again. Good manners or morals touch with imagination. It is for all classes of society. In other words, in God's mind, everybody is of one is one person. Is we all the same? You see, but man builds walls and classes that are very hard for some of us to jump over. You know, isn't that so true? Good manners are for all people. It's just that simple. I love the amplified version of First Peter three verse eight. Look what it says. Finally, all of you should be of one and the same mind, united. Is spirit, sympathizing with one another, loving each other as brethren of one household. Watch this, compassionate and courteous, tenderhearted and humble. Let me tell you something. When you're courteous, you have compassion. Compassion comes out of you, see? Why? It's just such a blessing to be courteous. It's a blessing to be, have compassion in your life for others and for anyone else you ever may physically meet. Remember, courteous is a sign of strength. In other words, you're saying, I don't care how I feel. It involves self-repression. It says, I don't care how I feel. I'm going to be courteous to anyone, anywhere, at any time. The Bible says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Think about that. See, that's repression. They say, you know what? I'm so courteous, I'm going to let you be first. I don't have to have the light and all that kind of craziness. Isn't that something? Think about these things. This is a very powerful message that I believe the world definitely needs today. You know, I love this part of the program where I answer some of the questions that you send me. Here's a question from a man, a man named Luke. He says this. Hi, Jesse. Do you have a favorite parable in the Bible? I love sharing Jesus' parables with my children and would love to know the one you love most. Well, Luke, no one's ever asked me that before. Tell you the truth, I like them all because each parable has a great revelation in it. So it's not just like, and I believe you can have a favorite, don't misunderstand me. I just like them all. As a minister of the gospel, I got to take that Bible from Genesis to Revelation and believe every word, like the, every jot, every tittle, like Jesus said. And that's a powerful thing. So thank you for that. I just like them all, praise the Lord, hallelujah, <laughs> because they're great teaching tools. Thank you for sending me your questions. I want to take a moment to pray for all of you watching today because I really believe you need prayer. Let's make a point to be courteous with someone today. Maybe somebody made you mad or something like that. You, you want to give them a piece of your mind, but you're going to wind up giving more than a piece. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. It happens in life. Father, I ask you to let courtesy, the sister of love, just overtake people that are watching today. Minister to them and bless them and honor them. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, that everyone they meet, they will have courtesy given to them because they are believing you and believing the prayer we're praying right now. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen and amen. It can happen every day of your life. Every day, not just someday. You know, some people say, that guy got up on the wrong side of the bed. What side of the bed is that? Think about that for a minute. You just decided to do something and you didn't care what somebody else thought about it. See, but when you got courtesy, it changes everything around you. It changes you. And people say, wait a minute. Now that person, that's a nice person. Simply because you were courteous. You'll make a smile come on people's face that need to smile. What a blessing of God. I'm starting to preach here. I can't help myself. Now, don't go anywhere. I have more to share with you in just a minute. I want you to watch this. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. Hope you're enjoying this because I'm enjoying preaching it to you. Watch. Jesus! And we've been to Australia. We've been to Europe. Just preaching the gospel everywhere. Just, just going all over preaching the gospel. lest they have a preacher. Not letting the world forget the words of God. And the only way they're going to do that is with voices and people like me and you. That's why I'm on television all the time. That's why I'm trying to get as much television time as I can. Not so many more people can see who I am, but I am interested in building God's kingdom to such a degree that the world will see who he really is. to experience the Christmas story like never before? In his book, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Jesse Duplantis delivers an insightful, fresh look at the manger and beyond. You'll be inspired to have a higher life of faith as he explores the mysterious ways God moves. Get ready to elevate your character with the characters of Christmas. The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Uncommon lessons from the Christmas story. Order your copy at jdm.org today. You know, ladies and gentlemen, my book, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, is such a popular book, especially during Christmas. The subtitle is Uncommon Lessons from the Christmas Story. I explore things in this book, the different characters of Christmas in a way I know you've never heard before. So get a copy for someone and someone else, too. You'll love it. Simply go to jdm.org. Are, and you'll be blessed. I'm telling you, God will minister greatly to you. I've had people sometimes, I've had people get at least 10 books. I said, what are you doing? I'm giving them out because I have never heard things about Christmas like this book has. I hope you get it today. Thank you, partners, for being so courteous and kind to us. Your faithful financial support is so wonderful because we, we, we don't think of it as dollars and cents. We think of it as people, reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. That's what we do. Everything we do is around that statement, reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. And it's just such a blessing. I, you know, I wish it wouldn't cost. I wish it wouldn't, but it's very expensive on television, very expensive to go to the world, but that's all right. 
That's exactly what we do. And it's a blessing of the Lord. Nothing too small, nothing too big. We got a $20 million donor coming. I know that because I got a $20 million project and a $5 million coming. I'm telling you, these things are going to happen because God words, God trusts us. The anointing of increase is on me. And, but I want to tell you something, partners, it's on you if you just believe. Say, you sow that seed, said, I want that hundredfold anointing like Brother Jesse's got. And I don't mean that privately, but it's on me. Also for your December partnership, we're offering my new message, and I love this thing, the messenger and the message. You know, someone needs you to be a messenger. You have the same message that the angel Gabriel shared, talking about Jesus. Go to JDM.org for all that ordering information. You'll get it and you'll be blessed. Hey, have you downloaded the JDM app? That's a blessing of the Lord. You can watch today's message in its entirety that way. You can also watch hundreds, you heard me say it right, hundreds more of powerful sermons by me and Kathy. And you can view our Sunday broadcast on your mobile devices anytime. Be sure and download our free app today. Think about it. Ain't too many things free in life, but our app is. You'll be blessed by it. And I mean that sincerely. Thank you for blessing this ministry the way you do. Thank you for praying for us and for blessing partners. I just, I have to go back to you because without you, we could not do this. That's what Jesus did. You know, Jesus formed partners in his ministry. He went get his, his staff. I went get my staff. And then I start receiving partners just like Jesus. Just follow Jesus to only say what he says and do what he does. That's it. It's pretty simple, and God will bless greatly. Let me say this, and I don't mean this arrogantly. A hundredfold anointing is on me. This anointing of increase is on me. I wanted to come on each and every one of you. You certainly deserve it because God gave it to you. So thank you once again. Now, don't miss next week. Hallelujah. I'm going to be here, and I want you to be here too. That's God's word. Praise the Lord. Merry Christmas. I just got to say that. I just love being. Christmas is my most favorite time of the year. Thank you for watching us today and thank you, partners, for help us reach people, change lives, one soul at a time. Do you see yourself as a daughter of a king? Not just a king, but the king. If you could see yourself exactly how he does, would you see your life differently? You, my sister, are the king's daughter and you were born for such a time as this. Kathy Duplantis' Glorious, a conference for women, March 25th and March 26th. Admission is free. Register online at JDM.org. Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. JDM is continuing to provide new faith-based content meant to strengthen your relationship with God. You can find weekly messages from Jesse and Kathy on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and more. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries. Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time. In my book, I Never Learned to Doubt, you will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor, and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I never learned to doubt. It's my new book. Get it today. Three propositions were spoke from a messenger, and this was the message. Number one, glory to God. 
Number two, peace on earth. And number three, goodwill toward men. That's why you can't hate somebody, even if they hurt you. Even if they hurt you, it hurt your feelings. Goodwill toward men. 